I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Right, and after this weekend, I'm Christy King. There's one less famous painting at the National Gallery of Art. This is Kyle Cooper. After a hurricane delay, the January 6th House Committee is set to hold what may be its final public hearing next week. We'll get a preview at 10:10 uh, with Scott McFarlane. 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago following President Biden's warning that the world is closer to nuclear Armageddon than any time since the Cuban Missile Crisis. The prospect of Russia using a low-yield nuclear weapon in Ukraine is being taken more seriously. CBS's David Martin on the prospects of preventing annihilation. Russia has between 1,000 and 2,000 short-range nuclear weapons at storage sites around the country including one close to the Ukrainian border. Retired Major General Heidi Brown is a former director of operations for U.S. Strategic Command. In the war games that you've played, when the other side uses a nuclear weapon and the U.S. tries to de-escalate, does it work? It eventually works, but it's a game. In a rebuke to Vladimir Putin's war on Ukraine, this year's Nobel Peace Prize is being shared among three champions of human rights, democratic values, and peaceful coexistence. CBS's John Dickerson. The Peace Prize will be awarded to a human rights organization called Memorial. Also receiving the honor is the Ukrainian Center for Civil Liberties and an activist jailed in Russian-allied Belarus. Cleanup and rescue efforts are ongoing in southwestern Florida as the death toll from Hurricane Ian reached at least 129. CBS's Michael George reports. Hurricane Ian is long gone, but residents in southwest Florida are still dealing with heartbreaking damage and loss. Unfortunately, I lost my husband in this storm, so it's pretty devastating. In Lee County, which saw the highest number of deaths, search and rescue teams are looking through demolished homes and buildings for signs of life. Action is taken in the wake of the mass shooting that left 19 students and two teachers dead in Uvalde, Texas. Reporter Chris Fox with the latest. The Uvalde School District has suspended its entire police department and now its leader is stepping down. School Superintendent Hal Harrell sending an internal memo to the board asking them to consider his retirement options and transition. All these are things the community has been calling for for months. CBS News has confirmed the Department of Justice believes former President Trump might still possess documents marked classified that should have been returned voluntarily. All of this coming two months after the search of Mar-a-Lago. CBS's Scott McFarlane reports. There is still concern documents are missing. That's according to an official familiar with the investigation. The Department of Justice in court filing says nearly 50 folders marked classified were empty. And the National Archives has notified Congress it still hasn't received records that should have been returned by the Trump administration when the former president left office. This is CBS News. You need to hire? Indeed is with you every step of the way. Helping you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 10.03 here on WTOP. It's Friday night, October 7th, 2022. Rosalind at 65, gradually falling into the 50s and 40s overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. The top local stories we're following this hour. Campaign 2022 and big news locally. Yes, Maryland can 
Count mail-in ballots early. The state's highest court is upholding a previous ruling tonight. WTOP's Kate Ryan with the details. The Maryland Court of Appeals ruling keeps in place the plan to let state boards of elections count mail-in ballots as they come in. The decision is a loss for Republican State Delegate Dan Cox, whose attorney argued it's unconstitutional since state law requires that mail-in ballots be counted two days after Election Day. Under the ruling, Cox, who's running for governor, will have to pay court costs associated with the case. The state board of elections issued a statement saying it's pleased with the appeals court ruling. Without it, officials argued certifying the November election could stretch into December. More than 550,000 mail-in ballots have already been requested. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A follow-up to a major story that broke last night. 27-year-old Ricardo Singleton of Arlington is accused of shooting at officers during a police chase through two counties. The long list of charges he now faces includes attempted malicious wounding of officers. Authorities actually had their first run-in with Singleton in Arlington yesterday morning. He was seen on North Courthouse Road where officers noticed he was pointing a gun toward the ceiling of his car. They lost him then. He was then involved in a hit-and-run crash with police looking for him throughout much of the day. It all ended at about 8.40 p.m. when Singleton is accused of hitting a bunch of vehicles before crashing his car on Arlington Boulevard near Graham Road. Police say he got out, fired shots at Fairfax County, Arlington County, and Virginia State Police. He was later caught hiding behind a restaurant. It is 10.05 on WTOP. New tonight, two days after news broke that D.C.'s deputy mayor for public safety was charged with assault and battery. Mayor Muriel Bowser is now responding. The charges against the deputy mayor, Chris Geldart, came after an argument in an Arlington gym parking lot that turned physical and then was broken up by Geldart's wife. Bowser tells reporters she cannot comment on the incident directly, but she holds her cabinet to a high standard. D.C. residents expect uh, that all of our officials are comport themselves in a way that make us proud. And it is my responsibility now to make sure I have all of the information um, that I need while I'm reviewing the matter. The charges against Geldart have now sparked questions about the deputy mayor's residence, which is listed in Falls Church. Our news partners at NBC4 report Geldart does live in Virginia, but rents an apartment in southeast D.C. That's where he's registered to vote, and he pays income taxes. The search is on this weekend for an accused killer mistakenly set free from jail in Loudoun County. 25-year-old Stone Colburn is accused of killing his girlfriend, and he had been in custody since July of 2021, then set free yesterday after the initial charges against him were dropped, but a new charge took its place, concealing a dead body. And there's finger-pointing among county agencies about who's to blame for Colburn being out. He was originally charged with the murder of his girlfriend, Natalie Crow, who was the mother of their young child. The Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney tells WTOP that the release was due to an error by the sheriff's office and that the recapture of Colburn is now its first and foremost priority. Buta Biberai says it's not right for the sheriff's office to blame her office for this in Loudoun County. 1007, a work at the National Gallery of Art is now regarded as a fake. Let's hear about that from WTOP's Kyle Cooper. The painting, Girl with a Flute, was thought to be the work of Johannes Vermeer, but now after an extensive examination, the National Gallery says someone else was responsible. The museum thinks the painting was made by an associate of Vermeer in his studio, which is also news. Because only 35 paintings worldwide are attributed to Vermeer, until now it was thought he did not have a studio and was not teaching others. The National Gallery still has three authentic Vermeers it will continue to display this week. 
weekend, a new exhibit opens called Secrets of Vermeer. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. After traffic and weather, we've got the latest on the January 6th investigation with a new public hearing all set for next week. A weekly discussion with CBS News correspondent Scott McFarland is on the way. Now 10.07. Here's Amanda Warfield, the Vice President of Program Integrity for Technology Services at OptumServe. On the discussion, staying ahead of fraud, waste, and abuse, sponsored by OptumServe. We use a lot of different techniques, things like entity matching, which is technology designed to really pair two different data sets together and boil it down to this is the same entity in this one and, and that one, so that you can do those further downstream types of analytics and reporting. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search OptumServe. As the federal health services business of Optum and United Health Group, OptumServe offers federal agencies the robust health health IT solutions that have proven successful at one of the largest healthcare organizations in the world, United Health Group. Our extensive healthcare knowledge combined with our end-to-end technology and services allows us to be a unique partner to help federal agencies tackle challenges like fraud and abuse. To learn more, visit OptumServe.com. That's OptumServe.com. 1008. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. We're getting back to Bob Imler in the traffic center. On 395 northbound from the Beltway to a point before Edsel Road, there is a delay. Not sure what's causing it. Something in the roadway there. Northbound 395. Be alert coming up from Springfield. Interloop Beltway at Eisenhower. The crash is completely gone. And on 95 southbound after exit 160, route 123, there is a crash along the right side of the roadway. But some better news farther south, 95 northbound before exit 148 Quantico and southbound 95 after Quantico. Both accidents are now out of the roadway. The travel lanes are open and speeds are picking up. On 66, no work zones are set up as of yet. Traffic continues to run well in both directions. On the Beltway in Maryland, things are uh, running pretty well through Montgomery and Prince George's counties. Right now, no delays to report on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each doing all right, as is 270 between the Beltway and Interstate 70. Your lanes are open. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car next to a new car. A Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good and safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inley, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast. Let's go to Mike Steneford. A cold front now coming through the region. A few sprinkles of rain are possible before midnight. After midnight, partial clearing. Could be rather breezy tonight and a bit cooler. Our lows in the 40s to lower 50s. Good deal of sunshine, breezy and cooler on Saturday. Highs being low to mid-60s. Clear, colder Saturday night, a risk of frost north and west. Lows will be in the 30 suburbs, mid-40s near the district. Sunshine, lighter winds, warmer temperatures on Sunday. Highs mid to upper 60s. Monday and Tuesday look great with sunshine and highs in the lower 70s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Mike Stenifer. DuPont Circle now at 65. Germantown 60 and Annandale 64. Some parts of our area could be down to the 50s and 40s. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 1010. The next and possibly final January 6th House Committee hearing is coming up next week on Thursday afternoon. The panel's work has mostly disappeared from public view since it wrapped up a bunch of hearings over the summer that made big news. As CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland tells us, the goal is now to recapture your attention. This has been a moving target for months now. The January 6th Select Committee did some behind-the-scenes investigating during the summer and as the fall began, and we're expecting to have their next hearing last week. They said they had to postpone it due
due to Hurricane Ian. It's now back on the calendar for Thursday, 1 p.m. here at the Capitol. The thing is, and it's really been the issue for weeks, the committee has not announced the trajectory of this hearing, the focus, any witnesses, what road they're going down. They'd been doing that for the previous hearings, which raises the prospect they haven't formally decided or agreed upon a focus, but also that there could be some things fluid and changing. We will likely find out closer to showtime what's in this show. It's not as if Donald Trump hasn't been in the news. He's been in the news every day, every half hour, really, but not necessarily in the context of January 6th. It's been some of the other investigations. It's one of the challenges for this House Select Committee as they are now, to a degree, competing with other investigators and investigations for the spot. Hundreds of interviews, reviewed thousands of hours of images, clips, videos, and they've collected tens of thousands of pieces of paper. They have a lot of work product, and this is their platform to show it, to display to America what they've found and what they think Americans should hear and see. But it's harder and harder to get Americans' attention when it comes to the former president because there are all these other investigations from New York to Georgia to elsewhere here in Washington. What are the latest developments meantime in the Oath Keepers trial? That trial resumes Tuesday. It got started this week and get comfortable it's going to be a while likely a six to seven week trial but the prosecutors are trying to show in what is clearly the top level prosecution from january 6 so far is that this group of five co-defendants including stuart rhodes the founders of the oath keepers were plotting an attack planning to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power in the early days of this trial they've shown evidence of meetings and calls and excerpts from november 9th 2020 just days after the election not even a full week after the election in which they argue Rose is planning to disrupt Congress January 6th and setting an expectation for violence. Finally, Scott, let's talk about a break in the Proud Boys case. Different seditious conspiracy case. The Oath Keepers are on trial, charged with seditious conspiracy, to which they've pleaded not guilty. The Proud Boys are charged with seditious conspiracy, to which they've pleaded not guilty, uh, except for one who this week pleaded guilty, a man named Jeremy Bertino from North Carolina, an accused member of the Proud Boys, a lieutenant of the Proud Boys, who not only pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy, but agreed to cooperate with federal agents. That is a big breakthrough for the Justice Department in this other high-level, high-profile January 6th prosecution. CBS News Congressional Correspondent Scott McFarlane on Skype. A wild weekend of baseball's wild card play underway. Frank has more coming up. I am Thomas Myers, president of IBW Local 26. Do you own an electrical contracting business? Would you like assistance with obtaining more work? Are you seeking more networking opportunities, help finding the most highly trained workers? Do you want the best pay and benefits for your employees? If so, then consider partnering with IBW Local 26. By partnering with the Electricians Union, you can take your business to the next level. IBW Local 26 represents more than 150 contractors of all sizes. We provide world-class training to more than 10,000 skilled electricians. And we handle health care and retirement benefits so you don't have to. Contact IBW Local 26 to learn about how we can help grow your business. Go to IBWLocal26.org. That's IBEWLocal26.org. Click on the Business Opportunities tab to start growing today. IBW, wired for growth. Join us for our Takori Engagement and Wedding Ring Show at Mervis Diamond this weekend. The full Takori Bridal Collection will be at Mervis. Customize your ring and add your personal touch. It's your ring, your way. Select your ideal rings from the largest Takori Bridal Selection in D.C. at Mervis. 
View the mind-blowing Takori designs at the show this weekend and get a gift of up to $500 with purchase or enjoy zero-interest financing. See you this weekend. Mervis Diamond Importers. Register at MervisDiamond.com or call 1-800-HER-LOVE. Sports at 1545, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 10-15. Now, let's go to Frank Hadrahan. Well, not the uh, night that Max Scherzer was uh, hoping for in the Mets. The New York Mets getting shelled by the San Diego Padres 7-1. to one. Top of the seventh game one of this wild card series. Scherzer gave up four homers in this one. He only lasted four and two-thirds. First time in Mets history that they have allowed four homers in one playoff game. They had played 89 postseason games. Philadelphia got hot at the right time. Scored six runs in the Top of the ninth, turned two zip deficit, six three win at St. Louis. In postseason history, the Cardinals were ninety three and zero and leading by two runs after eight innings of play. Of course, now ninety three and one. Cleveland over Tampa Bay two to one. Seattle beats the Jays four zip first playoff win for the Mariners in twenty one years. Commanders wide receiver Jahan Dotson out for Sunday's game, bad hamstring. As the Commanders get Tennessee from Landover, tight end Logan Thomas is questionable. Commanders a two-and-a-half-point underdog to Tennessee, who comes in at two-and-two. Washington is one-and-three. Golden State Warriors are taking every legal course of action to discover how video of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole during a scuffle at practice was made public, so reports ESPN. Warriors are still in the process of uh, disciplining Green. U.S. Women's National Soccer Team loses to England two-to-one. At Wembley Stadium, Frank Handrahan, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following for you tonight on WTOP. The Georgia prosecutor investigating whether then-President Trump and others illegally tried to interfere in the 2020 election filed paperwork today to force testimony from a new batch of Trump allies, including former House Speaker Newt Gingrich and former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. President Biden says the risk of nuclear Armageddon is at the highest level since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. It comes as Russian leaders speak of using tactical weapons after suffering massive setbacks recently in Ukraine. The specifics are tactical nuclear weapons there. And the September jobs report shows that hiring slowed nationwide compared with August. But U.S. employers still added 263,000 jobs. Stay with WTOP for more about these stories in just minutes. Breaking news tonight, the director of Montgomery County's planning board has been dismissed. A statement from the board does not say why Gwen Wright is being replaced, but it says Deputy Director Tanya Stern will be acting director. The board voted to replace Wright, who was set to retire in December. She'd served as planning director since 2013. The move comes weeks after planning board chair Casey Anderson was reprimanded for keeping alcohol in his office. It was not just a few bottles. It was essentially a full bar there. That has since been removed. Board members Partrup Verma and Carol Rubin were also docked one day's pay for sharing a drink with Anderson on the job. The move to remove Wright did not include Anderson. He abstained from the vote. 1018. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Bob Imler in the traffic center. Well, found out the issue on 395 North is a work zone between the Beltway and Ensel Road. You're getting by a single file to the right, and now the work crews are getting out on 66. Eastbound 66 before 29 Centerville headed toward Route 28. You're getting by the road work single file to the left, and westbound 66 approaching the Beltway also getting by single file to the left. 
95 southbound, the crash remains in Woodbridge, though. After 123 along the right side of the main lanes, very slow, so be alert. Coming south from Norton, traffic coming to a stop up ahead. Easy pass lanes get by without delay. 95 south uh, after exit 148 Quantico and 95 north before Quantico. Both crashes out of the roadway now. In Maryland, on 95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, all is quiet on each and Running pretty well both ways on 270. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast from Mike Stenifer. We saw a high of 81 this afternoon. That might be the warmest that we are until next spring as we are going to settle into a cooler weather pattern over the next several days. Could be a couple of sprinkles of rain before midnight as the cold front comes through. After midnight, partial clearing. It is going to stay rather breezy. Our lows in the 40s to lower 50s. Partly cloudy to mostly sunny on Saturday. A breezy and a cool day with highs only in the low to mid-60s. Clear, diminishing winds and colder Saturday night. Looks like there could be some frost across the northern and western suburbs. Lows range from the mid to upper 30 suburbs to mid 40s closer into the district. Nice day on Sunday. Lots of sunshine, lighter winds. Going to be a little bit warmer too. Look for a high in the mid to upper 60s. For the holiday on Monday, sunny skies and pleasant. A high in the low 70s. And more sunshine on Tuesday with high staying in the low 70s. I'm Storm Team for Meteorologist Mike Stinniford. Right now in Chantilly 61, Penn Quarter 65, Columbia 65, some parts of our area could be down to the 50s and 40s. We're brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. Coming up tonight on WTOP, that teen curfew in Prince George's County is about to wind down unless the people in charge choose to extend it. Has it been fighting crime? Stay with us at 1020. At United Bank, the community bank of the nation's capital, we know the financial decisions you're making to keep your families and future secure. With a long history of safe, sound, relationship-driven banking practices, we provide our customers with peace of mind protection. We offer the best of both worlds, the technology, products, and expertise you expect from a big bank, but with the personal touch and local decision-making only a local community bank delivers. Learn more at bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC. Here's a highlight from Peter O'Donohue, the Chief Technology Officer at Lidos Civil Group on Federal News Network's Cloud Exchange webinar, presented by Lidos. We're really still only getting started. I see cloud becoming like this ubiquitous mesh upon which we can deploy machine learning algorithms, upon which we can actually hook augmented reality to have new perspectives to be able to deliver mission in ways that we never thought before. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Cloud Exchange. Your mission success depends on the security of your information. At Lidos, our scalable and high-speed full-spectrum cyber is that bedrock of security. We operate three of the four largest security operations centers for the federal government, applying decades of insights to deliver rapid, secure, and scalable cyber solutions for agencies of every size. When the mission is what matters most, Lidos delivers full-spectrum cybersecurity at scale and at speed. LEIDOS.com slash secure. As I reflect on my 35 years at Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital and how lucky I've been to get to know you and to have helped care for your pets, I wanted to say thank you. I and many others at Rocky Gorge are indebted to you for your trust, loyalty, and for allowing us to take care of your most precious assets. To Rocky Gorge, you've become our family, and we want you to know that we treat every pet every day as if they're our own. Thank you for trusting Rocky Gorge Animal Hospital with your pet's care for over 70 years. This is WTOP News. It's 1022. This may be the last curfew weekend for teenagers in Prince George's County. As WTOP's Christy King reports, next week, 
County leaders will decide whether to extend the enforcement period. The 30-day curfew enforcement period ends Tuesday, and while police only had engaged with four juveniles as of Thursday into Friday morning, County Executive Angela Alsobrook says it's been a success. What we thought would happen is if we sent the rest of the kids inside, the ones who remained in the street, it would give us an opportunity to more laser-like begin to understand what was necessary to reach those kids and to reach their families. She believes the curfew has helped with peer pressure. It caused some kids who would ordinarily be in the house to be out in the streets, gave them a reason to go in. And also, Brooke says the number of overnight carjackings involving teens has been down dramatically. Christy King, WTOP News. 1023, National Faith and Blue Weekend is underway. It's an annual event that aims to build safer and stronger communities to prevent violent crime. WTOP's Neil Augustine. You cannot arrest evil with only handcuffs. Religious and police leaders were here in Southeast at Our Lady of Perpetual Help. It's the start of National Faith in Blue Weekend. The goal is for police and the faith community to work together to build trust and connections. Give them a deep understanding of situations and the people in which they are dealing with, that they would know truth from lie and be able to deal with everything with wisdom and integrity. In Southeast, Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. A jury in Fairfax County has found a retired priest not guilty of sexually assaulting a child more than 20 years ago. Terry Specht was accused of assaulting a minor in the year 2000 when he was chaplain and assistant principal at St. Paul VI Catholic High School. Specht's attorney said the jury deliberated for less than an hour before returning that verdict. In a statement, the Arlington Catholic Diocese said Specht has been on medical retirement since 2012 and will not return to the ministry. Every day at 5 p.m. in D.C., a lone bugler honors those who have served and those who have paid the ultimate price for American freedom. On the northwest corner of the World War I Memorial, Air Force Colonel John R. Thomas, retired in full uniform, plays the sombered, hallowed bugle call, hoping to reach those passing by. First, I'd hope they'd stop and just reflect about what the National Song of Remembrance is, TAPS. It goes right to the soul of people. The volunteer buglers play year-round rain, shine, or snow, sponsored by the Doughboy Foundation, an organization that honors the sacrifice of those who served in World War I. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Money News 25 and 55. Let's go to Larry Kofsky. This is the Bloomberg Money Minute. The economy continues to pump out jobs. Employment grew at a solid pace last month as unemployment fell to a historic low. The government says employers added 263,000 jobs, beating forecasts. Unemployment fell to 3.5%. Good news for the economy was bad news for Wall Street. Stocks sold off on fears that the Fed is likely to continue with aggressive interest rate hikes. Dow Industrials dropped 630. The S&P fell 105. The Nasdaq tumbled 421. CVS Health fell nearly 10.5% after its Medicare health insurance plans saw an unexpected decline in government quality ratings. The company said its own surveys show consistently strong results. Streaming services want to make themselves harder to quit. Dow Jones says they're starting to team up. Executives at Amazon have apparently considered selling clusters of rival streamers. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Still ahead here on WTOP, more analysis of President Biden's grim assessment of potential nuclear Armageddon. And there are some additional details in the Herschel Walker case the politics out of Georgia. 1026, stay with us. Sorcery, romance, melody.
melodrama on an epic scale. Washington National Opera presents Verdi's Il Trovatore for the ultimate night out. With its sweeping scope, soaring melodies, and instantly recognizable anvil chorus, this